Hello, mech fans around the world and those that aren't fans yet, and welcome to Mobile Suit Fandom Zeta, the podcast where you're two largely inept but prone to love co-hosts Fuzzy, that'd be me, and Chris watch, summarize, critique, and make fun of the entirety of the Gundam franchise from beginning to end. This is episode 75, and we'll be talking about episode 30 of Mobile Suit Gundam Zeta, Jared's Desperate Attack, in which we learn why Jared should stop fucking his partner. Come have a pure time and believe in the sign of Zeta. American society. Hello and welcome to Mobile Suit Fan. <laughs> a bleak and cyberpunk episode, apparently. Uh, oddly actually appropriate given the content of this episode. This time in the correct order and not fucking up 30 minutes in. Um, it's fine. It's fine. We definitely fine. we didn't do that before. What are you talking about, Fuzzy? That's That's a strange made-up scenario that you're that you're referring to that sounds oddly specific don't worry about it uh do meth hail satan anyway war crimes is what happened last time on mobile suit gundam this time different war crimes possibly still war crimes i don't think this episode actually contains war crimes i'm overplaying it it does contain war uh, wait, Lots no, it, no, ch child soldiers, there's war crimes. Uh, are we going to talk about the fact that the Ayug and the, the Titans are equally as guilty in this scenario because they're both employing children? Let's not. Uh, <laughs> so, besides our good friends the Titans being the war criminals they always are and trying to exterminate uh, millions of people at once. Anyway, post-title shot, we get Von Brown City, Oriental Hotel, and or Restaurant. I'm not sure. It looks like a hotel from the outside, so I assumed it was a hotel until we actually got inside, and I felt a little foolish. Mm -hmm. Also, we're going to brush over the name of this place, because... 80s. <laughs> a man enters via the elevator to this restaurant. This guy isn't named as far as I could figure out for the dirt. No, but he is large. He is large. Uh, and he's clearly not evil, but he's clearly meant to be complicated on purpose. Yeah. So I'm interested to see where that goes. Uh, but he does clearly hold some gravitas. But we cut over to a deeper room within this restaurant where Char is getting some drinks with Wong, whose tie is loose. Wong's moving and grooving and drinking. They clearly have been here a hot minute and kind of chilling out for a second. Wong is very, um, what's it called? Pro-war? Mm -hmm. He's very, why is the Ayug not attacking more? Which... Yeah, to which Char is like, we don't want people to think we're uh, terrorists. We're, we're trying this whole thing where we're trying to be the good guys, Wong. To Wong's like, bah humbug. Harumph. If Wong 
I'm pretty sure if we could guarantee that majority Titans were dying in an operation, Wong would okay it. No oh, for matter sure. what that what those numbers actually equate to. Yeah, if it's to. like one over, if it's like a net positive of one, he's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. Titan yeah. murder time. Let yeah. yeah, let's just space the whole colony. Yeah. That's something I kind of hope to see and hope we don't ever see of what happens if a colony gets an unfixable hole blown in the side i imagine exactly what you think yeah (laughs) it would be really cool and a pain in the ass to animate and really cool to see but also damn damn that sounds like something our space fascists would totally do War crimes, war crimes. War crimes, war crimes. Wong then changes track to apparently uh, the Axis, I remind you, the asteroid base that Xeon remnants are currently living in, is headed this way right now. He also thinks Char knows more at, because it is an open secret, a secret, secret that Quattro and Char are the same man. Mm-hmm. Wong is like... Wait, what? Um, I I misspoke. I'm sorry. I'm I'm bringing up alleged crimes that have no okay, basis. Okay, good. In real I was like, oh no, that's I can't be right because I've seen them both in the same place. Yeah. <laughs> so, man enters. Wong adjusts. Guy sits down and is like, "So, Axis is in Earth sphere. What are we doing about that?" Quattro goes, uh, well, I plan on making contact and trying to get them to ally with us, but I'd like to use the Argama in that. Wong is, without waiting for anyone to respond, is like, I'll go column! And exit stage left. Thank you, Wong, for just making yourself scarce as much as possible. The man proceeds to ask Quattro what he thinks, like, genuinely about this situation presently. You know, because he's Char's navel. He responds that he's worried that Haman and this Axis Zeon leadership is related to the Zobbies originally. So Mm -hmm. there's a non-zero chance that she may be a badman. Yep. Quattro's hopeful she's not, but right now it seems like he's a real coin toss. The other guy seems to agree and says without saying that they need friends more than they need good friends. So, yeah, fucking call him. Yep. We cut over and mm-hmm. he's on. He's back. He's back. And like a dog to the hunt. <laughs> Straight up. He's launching in the. Yeah. What the fuck is that suit called? I don't know. There's so many of them now. <sighs> It's a mobile armor of some sort. Gaplant. Yzan launches in his Gaplant. Two full squadrons. That's four Hyzaks, four Marisais, probably some more off-screen, frankly. All launch along with him. It's a cool, actually, extended shot. Jared and Maurer are, meanwhile, talking to Gaddy in the briefing room of the Alexandria, and they've taken offense to the fact that they're not out there. Gaddy goes, Ha-ha-ha, got all y'all. Tricked you. Get jazzed on. He lays down that essentially Yazan is, um, what's that thing we like to call? Uh, bullheaded and arrogant. 
kind of an asshole. A dick, yes. A shitbag. A weird... A dick grabber. A dick grabber, yes. His name is Richard Grabathon. That's his real name. And Tomino rechristened him Yazan Gable. That's It's one of the ones that's almost a real name, but then just profoundly isn't at the same time. Yazan Gable. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Tomino names Vex and me and haunt me. Right. I sometimes I look behind me and just a conspiracy board of Tomino names is there because I have a conspiracy board of Tomino names behind me. <laughs> so turns out Gaddy's plan is to have Mauer and Jared get in their Gabthalays and go hide out at this abandoned colony over here. The plan is apparently Yazan's gonna lead a force on the forefront of mobile suits. Of course, the Argama and the Radish are then going to launch a bunch of mobile suits in response to fight them. The Alexandria and its two partnerships are going to slip under the battle and fire upwards to push the Argama back towards that colony, leaving the two mm. Gabthalays, which I remind everyone have ship-grade particle cannons equipped, to ascend... Yeah, yeah I forgot about that until it became relevant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it becomes relevant profoundly today <laughs> the plan is for these two gabsolets to use those ship grade particle cannons to sink the gamma mm. uh, and the mm. radish too if they can swing it Jared is massively down for this and Gaddy knows this because it's a chance to essentially just totally demoralize Camille and then kill him soon after mm -hmm. I uh Jesus Christ, Jared. Gaddy, Gaddy gets a pass on this because he's using the child murder as a means to an end of winning the whole shties. He, mm. He's too goal-oriented and, and actually making progress on those goals, so I, he gets a pass on the child murder for this conversation. Jared... Jared, you have a personal vendetta. <laughs> Jared. 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 You can't... He's... J-Rod. He's 16. Your personal vendetta with a 16-year-old should be limited to pranking him back. Also, think about how many, uh, how many of your friends have died because of this weird grudge you, you have. You have had a girlfriend die in this in this whole situation you really want to make it to my mans my dude he does though he, he does he really does he just wants to throw everyone he knows and loves in front of the camille bus i want to point out though in this episode yeah for some reason they refer they, they call her they don't they pronounce her last name mawa really yeah weird yeah I would like to point out that her name, her first name is Pharaoh. Yeah, it's a pretty dope name. Yeah, that's something we need to talk about a lot, mm. just in general. It's probably name. normal. It seems normal. Pharaoh Mauer. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking God. Uh, Don't judge me. Anyways, they, he, he's like, smooch, be safe. Uh, which we all know means she's fucking dead. 
Yes. Uh, her death flags are raised so far. I keep forgetting that Pharaoh is her last name because Japanese. Oh. So right. her name, her first name is Mauer, which is weirder. Yeah, that is. You wouldn't think it'd be weirder, but it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Jared and Mauer have this extended scene in the locker room of going over Jared's terrible motivation again, and Mauer being like, "Cool." Want me to fondle right, your balls buddy. later? And she's like, yeah. I don't remember that part. <laughs> it's it's in the Japanese dub, I swear. Oh, okay. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's an implicit uh, translation yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, I see. <laughs> can you... Now, when I'm talking, can you see the brackets with lie in the middle or... Uh, no, I'm getting that. I'm getting. I'm getting that perk next level. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah. So they uh, they head out. Uh, they both launch too. It, it, it's pretty good because we get the Jared Mesa, Jared Mesa launching, Mauer Pharaoh launching. Real good. Yep. Back on the gamma, shit's getting fixed. Fa is helping fix Nemo. Uh, the kids in Haro show up. Fa kind of tends to them. Camille comes down as like, yo, we're pilots, we should focus on that and not being a daycare. Yeah, leave that. Or better yet, you should stop being a pilot and just let me take care of that because I'm worried about you. <sighs> Camille, we keep having to crack mm. into this nut. Mm. Don't like this, Camille. Yeah. Uh, Camille. Bright, bright calls and like from the intercom and goes, both of you up here, office, now. Camille's like, yo, what the fuck? They get sent up. Bright has a kind of weird talking to him where he yells at both of them for the same thing Camille was just bringing up to Fa. Not a daycare. Get them kids the fuck out of here. Fix your damn mechs. Seriously. I don't know where this stick is coming from considering he had three rampant warfins for half a year on the ship he was commanding but whatever i will okay you know that was also much earlier in his command i guess he did have yeah. that aspect yeah come on stop judging our boy i'm <laughs> bright noah exists expressly <laughs> to be judged no you're fair that's 100 percent fair that is his entire he is the scales with which we balance all things Cause that man is so middle of the fucking road. I will defend him to the death. So, mm. except for the, the the beatings, the beatings should stop. That it should, yes, yes. <laughs> Please, for the love of Christ. Back on the gamma, all <laughs> that. The kids also throughout this go proceed to go. Bright's mad. Bright's mad. They do a little dance around him. Bright gets fucking pissed, so he just walks all away. Fog has to contain her laughter, but manages it. I'm guessing Bright's just being weird and stern with the middle children of this scenario, so fuck it. The scene ends, and we cut over to Mauer and Jared sitting on, I assume, fake asteroids. Yep, and these little, bu little bugs. Yep, Gabfilets turn into little scarabs. Well, bugs. Her name's Pharaoh. <laughs> Jared tells Mauer not to worry about him, and we chill out. We get an environmental pan shot before a hard cut over to Yazan's platoon. 
He's chatting to himself and being like, yeah, Jared doesn't get to be out here. Yes, the tears of his lament will fuel me. Yes. Yazan needs something. I don't know if it's therapy or to die in battle, but he needs something. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little. It's a, a little maybe something. Maybe a Tenga egg will solve it. I don't know. <laughs> We're getting to that stage. Uh-huh. So... We go over to the radish who detects 20 fucking suits. Beckoner, Lots of them. Yeah. Beckoner spits out his drink when he's like, when he hears mobile suits on the port. Bright orders all hands launch and level one battle stations. Go, go gadget. Emma uh, launches in the two. Cats in the Nemo. Camille in the Zeta. Fa in another Nemo. Rakoa in the Methus. Yazan does some yelling. Appley launches in a Rictius. We get full fleet shots of both teams, which is really sick. Uh, that is Yazan, the Gaplant, and, you know, those four Marsais, those four Hyzaks on Dodais. And then Camille dead center in Wave Rider mode with all the other suits flanking him. And you can see the Aragama in the background, too. Mm. Some, like, good phone background shit, almost. Yeah. Just not, not nice emoji me and the boys going <laughs> just oh it's a just right emoji is it? no oh, okay sorry sorry i'm 32 <laughs> uh yeah emma launches in the in the mark too <laughs> God, for the love of christ <laughs> so both of these two head at each other and start fighting bright suddenly gets the radar ping that, oh shit, there's ships below us. Gaddy, we cut down to him, pulls up, rolls those AA cannons upwards, and starts firing against the AUG pair of ships. Which is fine. It's great. Yeah, just taking a full broadside. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Bright orders uh, to separate from the radish a little bit so they're not easy targets. Camille detects these fire lines and is like, oh fuck! They're under attack. Loops uh -huh. around. Emma's like, where the fuck are you going? Fa also goes to join him. Emma's like, where the fuck are you going? <laughs> Appley! Appley! People are fucking up! <laughs> Appley, I need someone who can follow fucking orders! <laughs> yeah. Yazan starts shooting at him. Oh, yeah. Like you do. Yeah. We cut over to Jared and Mauer on the rocks. <laughs> My favorite. It's a favorite cocktail. Yeah. Uh, it's not a cocktail if it's just on the rocks, is it? <laughs> that's just liquor i guess yeah i'm not a big drinker no well, we know <laughs> a weird tense breathing scene occurs yeah. where it, i get what they're going for like if this were a longer series and this were a longer moment we could have this would be like that just tense before battle thing and i get that it's just here, it's a little odd, and it happens like 30 seconds too early, I'd almost say. <laughs> Otherwise, perfectly good tense tension builder. Yeah. But it's just Jared and Mauer breathing. Yeah. Likely do. And then Jared getting annoyed it's taking so long. Speaking of, though, Jared makes the decision that plays into Gaddy's hands and starts retreating into the colony, which is something Bright even laments himself because he is smart enough to tell when he's getting played. Jared and Mauer, of course, detect the two ships headed their way, and Jared thanks Gaddy for his big brain plays. He spams chat like a shitty Rocket League player <laughs> with calculated, calculated, calculated. 
uh, chat is muted for 35 seconds, and uh, Gab Soleil's attack. Bright detects it, gives it a scream, orders, uh, shoot him, just shoot the fuck out of him, please. But the Gamma still takes a pair of shots from both of these particle cannons. Shit's not going great. They managed to hit both the hab module, the docked hab module, and uh, the hangar. Yep. And one of the one of the ramps, uh, not ramps. What are they called? Platforms. Yeah. Yeah. The catapults. Yeah, catapults. That's the word. Yes. It's bad. Yeah. Uh, bright orders rescue operations and hey, get those fucking mobile suits back here. <laughs> Commercial. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 do this. What are we doing today? We're gonna gonna do another Mike B. Mike B. Mike B. Uh, so Mike B wants another, just another first impression from us. You ready for this? Uh, I live in a perpetual state of readiness, constantly on preparedness for attack. Okay. M B F dash P O two Gundam Astray Red Frame. Oh, I know Gundam Astray. He got he's a weeb. He is a weeb. I don't Again, I, I don't think I'm allowed to say like this is a Japanese show. I'm not allowed to call No like say it's weeb, am I? Well because I mean it's just a it, Japanese show. Being being a like samurai, Basically he's got he's got a katana. Yeah, he, 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 being a samurai aficionado in the indeterminately far flung space future would still be weird. Like let's right, like that's never mind. He, I'm back around this. This is yeah. a fucking weeb. Yeah, <laughs> it's a weeb suit. Like, uh, yeah, it's honestly the closest to like an over the top suit that I actually kind of like. It's got it's got a bunch of bits, but it's still pretty simple overall. Yeah, which I'm a fan of. Yeah, he's clean. He's very red, very red, white, and, and gray. The katana doesn't feel like just attached to a Gundam. Like the the whole Gundam is a is a unit that makes uh, sense. He he looks like he would have a katana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say like as far as far as like. Gundams go, it's like a solid five five out of ten. <laughs> five, five out of ten Gundam. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, before before we leave the Gundam astray here, I do want to bring out uh a weird bit of funkadelicness. Is this the correct thing? It is. Wait, is it? Come on, give me the because the Gundam astray has an alternate mode. Mm-hmm. That is, um, fucking nuts. <laughs> Nuck and futs, if you will. Nuck and futs, yeah. Uh, the Astray has a katana, right? Mm. But what if it had a bigger katana? What if it had a bigger what if, but it would need a big... Oh, I've seen the bigger katana, I think. Right, so to get the big katana, he uh-huh. has big ha- big arms. <laughs> big. Oh, let me see this. Me see this. <laughs> oh, he do have big... He Oh, God. Uh, just not big arms, just big shoulders. Yeah, uh, there's another version of this that... This is awful. I it, it goes further, and I can't find the picture for some reason, but I know it exists where he, those... The shoulders unfold into bigger hands. 
into like giant hands that will then grab the giant sword to swing it. Hmm. It it's really dank to me actually because it's just obscenely huge. Holy shit! They have a version. There's a version with a with a cloud strife sword. A Buster Sword, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Blue Frame Astray, apparently. Oh my god. Fuck. Awful. Uh, that's a funny way of pronouncing W-O-N-D-E-R-F-U-L. So we've got another cha from uh, Ganglo Saxon on Twitter. Is spelling uh, things aloud not good podcasting? <laughs> what the hell is Paphimus' end goal? Not what he's told people his goal is. He's a liar and a manipulator. But what do you guys think Pap really wants to achieve with his Xanatos-style Xanato scheming? Oh... A serious answer? I think he's just like doing a really weird roundabout way of getting a weird ha harem together. He's too laissez-faire with throwing them away, though. Like he, maybe he, may oh, maybe he's like racking up X girl. I don't know. Like, don't know. He, here's the thing: when we hit a mustached villain, right? Yeah, you hit a point where you can't empathize with them enough no. to come up with a reason. <laughs> Because so like, Degwin made sense. He was really selfish and willing to weave a tale of space noids versus earth noids so far that they would war against each other for personal power to bring his family to the top. Mm -hmm. Girin was just like. No space noids are the future, so we have to exterminate the earth noids like that. That just doesn't even make sense to me. And Sirocco has brought up none of this so far. He's just been... Like, I can't... It, that thing he said about the... I don't even remember what bullshit he said. Kill half the population? Wasn't that his shit? Wasn't he trying I'm, to Thanos some shit I'm here? So fucking, I'm so fucking lost on what, what the fuck he is even up to. He left for a while and I purposely forgot about him. That's fair, but... <laughs> He told, was it Sarah? No, he told Mauer some shit of what his grand plans was when... Maybe, okay, okay, here we go. I've got it. Yeah? Drive Jared Mesa completely fucking insane. Now, so you're saying that the real arc of Zeta Gundam is that Paptimus and Camille are actually on the same side in a very... It's it's kind of like if it turned out uh, Kaecilia and Amaro were had the same goal and they both yeah, were except, trying to kill except, Char. Except, I, except um, Camille, Camille... It's like 3D chess things. Like Camille has no idea he's he's a, pap, a Paptimus puppet. A Paptimus. Mm-hmm. I, uh... And also touch faces. He's got like a counter. He's got one of those like little counter things. You click, and it counts up. Every time you touch a face, he gets to hit it. He's trying to hit the high score. Uh, what? Whose high score is he attempting to beat? Oh, his own. Grotesque. I hate it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the best answer I've got. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck. I don't my... know what the, like if a serious answer. Maybe take over the solar system. Well, the entire solar system. It's either forever? that or like forcibly evolve human like the other angle i could maybe see him taking is he's trying to kill off the right amount and right 
group of humans so that the people that are left are like the barest stock right of Hmm. he's trying to get like the optimum new type so eugenics again we're back to eugenics we're back to eugenics yes it's it's always back to eugenics or fascism (laughs) for personal power uh okay well now you know that's exactly what pappy pappy's plans are now all of those what i do have one other alternative here that i'm not sure about but he could be trying to do new type bullshit but he's trying to organize it for himself Mm. because cyber new types keep showing up in and around his shit so and we know he's a super powerful new type okay okay hold on yeah we have talked on this podcast about jet lee's the one yes we have talked on this podcast about jet lee's the one so you know how when people die in gundam they turn into space crystals are you suggesting that new types can slurp new type souls and so am... he is trying to become the the one new type i think he is bringing all these cyber new, making all these cyber new types bringing in these cyber new types and then letting these these new types die and then slurping up their space crystals become the one space, space new type the one jetly I unleashed. I'm I fucking despise that you might be fucking right. I really <laughs> fucking hate you actually that you might be right that that is completely like I there's nothing I know that makes that implausible. <laughs> oh no. Lala's a fucking force ghost. And I then know. This episode happens and then yeah. this episode happens. Yeah. And then this fucking episode happens. <laughs> I can't, I can't analog base boosted yourself <laughs> you're too powerful fuzzy <laughs> i was just be covering my mouth i know this is very funny oh. chow, 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 chow. we come back to the kids <laughs> just have no soul left it's just gone i do <laughs> his smile gone <laughs> Uh, we come back to the kids getting thrown around like dice in spacesuits. Beckoner is visibly concerned on his bridge, as well as getting a local area report. Camille has almost gotten back to the Gamma when Jared just fucking tackle attacks him. They lock swords, and Jared goes, Today the luck is with me! Maha! Mauer moves in to help. She gets interrupted by fucking Emma. Surprise! She's zoned over here, too. Peekaboo, motherfucker! Yep, Mark II fires on her, uh, and becomes the Gamma's defensive wall. Remember, in Rock, Paper, Scissors, Mobile Suit beats Ship, Ship beats Fighter, Fighter also gets its shit kicked in by Mobile Suit. Mobile Suit beats everything, fuck you. Yeah, 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 yeah. The kids are land in a smoky hallway in pres- in the hab module, as we find out in a second, and start crying to each other. Camille fires on Jared, who uses the big bird claws on the gabthalay to grapple onto the Zeta. Point point a gun directly at its 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 guts. Yes, and and then not, monologue, and then monologue. Jared, you fucking idiot. I like. 
let I won't even go back in time and blame you for all the times you've done this previous to today. But in this episode alone, Jared gets Camille dead to rights four times mm. and does not pull the trigger. Mm-mm and electing instead to gloat and or monologue. And it is a great treatise on why Jared... why Jared is gonna die, and it's gonna be really satisfying. Mm. But hot damn, are we going to hate him so fucking much by the time this show is over. Like, he's going to do an occasional thing that reminds us he's a human person, but everything else about Jared Mesa from here to the end of the show is going to be reasons to fucking hate him. And watching his mobile suit fucking explode on episode... in the episode 40 zone is going to be wonderful also yes i don't think he's going to make it all the way to the end i think he's going to get close but i don't think he's going to make it to the series finale Mm -mm. calling that now okay (sighs) anyways camille draws a sword it's fuck jared camille draws a sword yeah he's like and runs off to hide in the colony yes uh they lock blades for a sec. He goes hide, uh, wonders what's up with Jared. He's fighting like a different man. He then detects Fa and the children, psychically. Fa is showing up to the HAB module. Uh, Emma asks what the fuck she's fucking doing right now, uh, instead of helping shoot. Uh, she gives a half answer of, like, there's a fire on the HAB module and I need to help. Bright hears Emma and Fa yelling at each other over comms and calls uh calls down to the crew of the ship and is like hey put out that fire in the hab module also is there anyone there emma gets her shield blown off by incoming fire fa goes around puts out the fire from the outside but notices haro floating in space oh shit son yeah goodbye haro forever and probably those dead kids Them kids is dead. <laughs> Them kids is not dead, actually. Um, no. They did seal their space. They are a bit traumatized. They, they will be. Um, no, actually, Fa cracks open her Nemo, grabs Haro, and then goes, "Oh fuck, the hull's breached." So yeah. she zips on, puts on her jetpack, and zips on in. Mm-hmm. Camille detects all of this psychically and is like, "Ah oh, fuck, I gotta go help." Makes a move. But Jared and Maurer tackle him almost immediately. Yeah, got him! He manages to get away after a couple, little bit of back-and-forth shooting for just, like, a sec. But a super-mad Jared gives immediate chase, uh, leaving Maurer in the fucking dust. Mm. Emma f- sees Fa's empty Nemo drift by and is like, What the fuck? <laughs> That's not supposed to happen. Fa turns out to be inside the ship rescuing the kids. Camille senses a terrible thing uh, just beyond a door Fa was about to use and yells at her to stop. She sort of hears it. Yay, new type powers. Turns around to be like, what was that? And the door fucking explodes. Knocking her unconscious, but uh, the kids safely out of the way. Camille, in a hurried worry rush, dives behind enemy lines, kills two men with as many shots uh, before Jared shoots at him. 
Camille freaks the fuck out and just immediately fires from the hip back at him, and they get a beam-to-beam shoot-out-of-the-sky explosion. The odds. I fucking love new-type bullshit. Because this shit can happen, and you can excuse it, because new-types. I will also say, narratively, this is a very good moment in time to also remind us, hey, as of this very second, Camille and Jared are largely the same in terms of skill. It just so happens that both of them are equally good at getting out of being killed by the other. Both boys are blasted backwards. Uh, Camille lines up his shot first, gets Jared dead to rights, time slows down. The shot flies through the air, and my immediate thought as this starts happening is, goodbye, Mauer. I should note, I was immediately proved fucking correct. Hilarious. Tomino, please. So Mauer dives in front of the thing and takes the full brunt of the shot to, apparently, the reactor square in the chest. A slow, lightly slowed down, a brief psychic goodbye happens as she goes, I told you I would protect you. And then explodes. Jared yells her name, and even Camille psychically detects this and goes, Oh, Jesus, what the hell? Jared's screaming continues, and he bum-rushes Camille, who detects it coming a mile away. Jared, instead of shooting gun, turns it around for a lance rush, but fails spectacularly, getting both legs blown off at the knees and sent adrift. And now, for something completely different. (laughs) Listen, I was expecting a grand number of possibilities out of this episode, Chris. (laughs) None of them were Jared Mesa suffering a new type awakening. So Jared reaches space enlightenment. Casual reminder, that's what a new type awakening is. Getting a little bit enlightened. Mostly due to tragedy, because force ghosts help this, apparently. It just really fucks me up that the last, the first time we saw this was with, uh, this happened to Amaro via Lala, right? That's the first time we saw something like this actually happen. Jared starts hitting this new type awakening. Uh, he sees Mauer, he, well, first he gets flung into a psychedelic watercolor pinkscape where he is flanked by flying white rose petals. He's floating, he's like, ah, jeez, Mauer, ah, man, she was nice, she smooshed my face, that was pretty cool. He then looks to his left, Mauer's force ghost is there, apparently when you're a force ghost, you're drawn in a lineless art style. Yep. It's, 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 it's a head effect. Yeah, it wilds me out multiple times throughout this scene that Camille was a stronger new type, but Jared is getting his new type awakening now, first. So, uh, Jared reaches out for her, but Mauer explodes into lily petals, and they drift into the sky, and then she proclaims that Jared will never lose, because he's the chosen one, because she said so. And he's chosen to lead, and he's chosen to fight, and that is his destiny, and he's gonna do a good job. But he's like, why must you leave me? To which the audience goes, because you keep chasing a feral 16-year-old and putting your girlfriends in danger. And that 16-year-old has no qualms with killing you and them off. Fuck. Stop chasing the feral 16-year-old. 
Stop fighting feral 16-year-olds. They want to kill you worse. And they're better at it. <laughs> they're fucking good at it. They're really good at it. You it's all they know. <laughs> it's all they know. They were born in it. <laughs> Molded by it. You merely adopted the war crimes. I was forged in their fire. Uh, that's unfortunately a little bit true for a Gundam protagonists. Huh. <laughs> so, after all these proclamations, he wakes, he opens his eyes and he's back in his cockpit, right? Right. He sees Mauer's ghost in front of him and his left hand is numb and he reaches out to take her hand and like... He holds it for a second, but then she disappears, and surprise, motherfucker, he's holding the joystick. Because he has a job to do, and that's what Mauer's trying to kind of get at here. Jared gets it, gets the message, and his determination goes to 11. And the really tense synthy song starts. Jared proceeds to educate us in what it means to become in mildly enlightened, immediately going berserk, killing two Nemos, blowing the Methus' arm off, rushing past Camille, knocking away his shield and gun, uh, lands two shots on the Gamma, skirts Emma and Camille for a hot second, but eventually gets his remaining arms, uh, both arms actually blown off, and uh, realizing, okay, maybe I cannot sink the Gamma right now. Finally bailing. Nonetheless, immediately Emma and Camille look at each other and go, what the fuck was that? Mm -hmm. That was not the Jared Mesa we knew. They're freaked. Yep. They're mind freaked. Mind freaked. <laughs> Gaddy proceeds to order a retreat. Yazan curses him and everyone else because Yazan is Yazan. Yazan's a really good background element. Mm -hmm. Foreground, a little too weird. Background, yeah. perfect amount of exposure. Yeah. Far, we find Far <laughs> passed out in a hall and is rescued by medics. Yes. So th this is the part where, okay, so in the last scene, I thought that his mech rocketed away and exploded. No. And I was like, because there's an explosion thing. No, and I'm like, that's, that's a flare. I'm like... Did they really just kill both of these motherfuckers <laughs> in one episode? <laughs> but no, the motherfucker's still alive. Yeah, yeah. No, Jared's not going down that easy. Impossible. But uh, he is adrift uh, within the wreckage field. He does open his cockpit and is like, where are you, Mauer? And he looks out and he sees the left arm of a Gabthale floating amongst a bunch of exploded wreckage. Which was the arm that did not explode when Mauer exploded. Oof. Hmm. Jared cries, and we pan away. Yeah. Bright, Camille, and Emma are chatting in the, uh, the garage. Emma has nothing but good things to say about everyone involved, but especially Camille and Fa. She also asks Bright expressly to not be hard on Fa, despite the casual disobeying of orders, her instinct did save those kids today. Bright assumes that the implication here is that Fa will be disobedient all the time and thus is unfit to be a soldier. Emma says, that's not my call, dude, that's yours. Fa enters, uh, she does look very remorseful and is prepared to be yelled at or slapped or whatever. 
Bright takes the more gentle path here, congratulating her successes today and for rescuing the kids who also run in and are like, ha ha, you saved our lives, yay! Emma steps behind Fa and shares a look with Camille about this, who nods and is like, yeah, you're right. That was good job, right? He then turns away to think about Jared and Mauer and is a little bit terrified of multiple things here. I get the sense that new typism is getting increasingly worrying to him. How far that can go is also getting really worrying to him. Uh, both in terms of how that can make you stronger, just physically, and how that may give you the power to contact the dead. I think he's starting to get the imp- the worry of that here, too, because he- there's something about the way he talks about Mauer here, where he's like, I heard her after. Like, that was a postscript that I heard, and that's not how that should work. Mm-hmm. He leaves us with those who are dead don't shed tears as he looks off into the middle distance after having a couple of these flashbacks, implying to me at least that he may have actually witnessed some of Jared's new type awakening, or at least Mauer's forced ghostiness, ghostiness, which may may very well track, as we discovered from Quattro, Lala is apparently detectable, so... Maybe he did actually tap in. Maybe. That does also worry me about how Camille is developing. Mm. As a new type, I mean. Uh-huh. What... It's... Is he gonna awaken, or is he, like, just learning shit naturally, and what are the consequences of those things? Because, like... If naturally, if Camille naturally comes into power, into powers and shit without ever having that like big traumatic moment, right? Mm-hmm. Is that better? Or do you need the big moment to happen in order to actually awaken all your new type abilities and shoot lasers out your ass or whatever? Uh, also, what are the limits of that? Because we still aren't getting good answers on that. The Paptimus can apparently freeze an entire battlefield by thinking about it really hard. Hey, unless your name's Yazan, then you're apparently immune <laughs> to it. I think Yazan's... I think it's like the insane people can't be charmed situation, but it's Yazan and his Yazanity. His in insanity. In, I'll get there someday. Not today, but I'll get there someday. Of course not today. Uh, God, no. I have a toothache, and and uh, I'm kind of tired, and that and I'm not... Shut up! Uh, so... <laughs> we get a pan out of the battlefield, and the end of the episode. But oh shit, next time! <laughs> Sarah, spy up! Outfit, casual outfit time, baby! which means it'll be a good episode. Also, Camille meets her again. They stop a bomb, maybe? I don't really think so. Not gonna lie, this preview has a pretty grim implication of that, but don't worry about that. It'll be a great episode because it happens in Von Brown City and all those episodes have great titles. (laughs) Next time on Mobile Suit Fandom Zeta, it's Half Moon Love. You will see the tears of time, which implies time is alive, given the events of today's episode. Oh, I can't, I can't believe in you.
Well, I hope you enjoyed episode 75 of Mobile Suit Fandom. If you want to yell about how either of us are garbage or that you actually like what we do, you can find us on Twitter with at MobileSuitPod. Become a patron at patreon.com slash MobileSuitFandom, or you can email us at MobileSuitFandom at gmail.com. Also, if you are new to Gundam as a whole and really want to give it a try, check out the official Gundam YouTube channel, Gundam Info. They have a bunch of shows legally for free, including some currently airing ones. Until next time, mech fans, remember, we wouldn't have to keep killing your romantic interests, Jared, if you were less shitty about it. Dick. Let's go.